Would you rather have wireless on the most reliable network nationwide or unlimited with 5G for $30 a month per line? You don't have to choose with Xfinity Mobile. Wireless so good it keeps one upping itself. Most reliable based on Roots Metric US report. Results vary, not an endorsement. $30 per month per line when you get four lines. Hi there, I am Adam Kiebers. This is, uh, I'm here in Ordu, a Turkish town in the Black Sea region. We are still in the pandemic and I hope you all are doing fine. I mean, today I want to continue our investigation, let's say, or our overview about gender today. We will talk about uh, male masculinity, masculinity, male gender. But before we go on, I want to uh, make sure one thing, I mean, we talked about significant changes in the in the area of millennials. This is true. And of course, one of the significant changes is the pandemic. And, uh, and I think the, uh, the effect, I mean, the, the pandemic, is a significant change in uh, in our area of course but we we do not know yet how how these changes will be so uh, so it would not make much sense to to talk about it right now uh, I mean it will take approximately another year once we so that everyone will be vaccinated or and so on and then after this when uh, things start to to normalize it will pr probably take another three to five years when we will see the effect of the pandemic and of course we will have to investigate uh, of the origin we will have to investigate of course in in into Austria as well as in Germany how and how which role did they play I mean I mean I'm not saying here anything just uh, one thing and this is before the uh, World Health Organization since investigators to Wuhan I would rather suggest they send some investigators to Vienna because those who lived in Vienna the last couple of years, they know uh, that there are some disturbing incidents, disturbing occurrences, and so on. So uh, we will probably uh, know more, more after the pandemic, and of course it will depend on how much willing um, um, people are to invest in in this issue because it needs to proper investigation to stop certain practices which uh, which might have led to to what we are right now however we are talking about male masculinity i will uh, i want to talk about male gender as you know the last time we said that it was construed in a way um, in a way, and that uh, that uh, the, that there is a difference between biological sex as well as uh, uh, um, social sex. Uh, it this is not uh, this is my my approach to gender, no matter whether it is female gender or male gender. I know that within the feminist 
literature, especially uh, with Judith Butler, uh, those people who follow Ju Judith Butler, did they know that she was an ardent critic of this uh, separation? Uh, I disagree. I think this separation is important, and those uh, I rather go with Simone de Beauvoir and and. Uh, uh, Please make sure that there are many approaches and I, I don't think that mine is more valid or true than others, but it makes just more sense from my point of view, from my pers perspective. And of course, this is more than just a statement. I have to prove it. This is something you always have to do if you, if you some, some sort of uh, suggest something or if you have an hyper hypothesis then you have to prove it or have some give some ground for your assumption however and i want to to want to go a little bit through history um, where i think one can see these hypotheses more carefully or more 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 accurately and of course again his Story has one great thing besides being very interesting, of course, and uh, and inciting, as well as there are many interpretations possible. Mine is not uh, in stone. I mean, I, we know about male roles, about about male gender roles, or if you want to call it male uh, moral archi types because those male gender roles they they were in the past more like types we know them from the antiquity of course this did not start moral archetypes as well as how man should behave did not start in the antiquity nevertheless uh, we have the m most artifacts from the un antiquity from this Time, especially the Greek literature, despite the fact that we do not even have ten percent of all this this uh, culture. Nevertheless, this ten percent or less than ten percent are very telling. And in in Greek culture, of course, uh, this is what you would say. Uh, this is uh, Greeks lived a very simplistic lifestyle or the way they tried to differentiate from all others was one thing was they were they lived a very simplistic lives and they would always compare themselves with Persians whereas Persians were always considered some sort of a uh, this uh, living in luxury in gluttony and so on that are very famous example for example Alexander the Great when he conquered Persia, he started to dress himself like Persian, he, he some sort of uh, welcomed the Persian nobility into the Greek nobility, this was one of the reasons why he was called a despot and so on, so, so the Greeks tried him for them. And of course there, we know something, this is a, 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 by Aristotle, Assumably that Persians would not make uh, differentiate between uh, their wives and slaves. I mean, we don't know. We have to be aware of 
one thing that Aris thought himself was a slave. He was a helot. Uh, he was a slave in his in his in his uh, police. Uh, however, but uh, this had a, a very fundamental effect, of course, in one way, how to behave, how to act, uh, living a simplistic life. And, uh, of course, to this very day, this Greek confrontation between the, the East and the West play a crucial role to, to this very day. This is the, some sort of cultural separation between the Orient and the Occident, and nowadays in in recent a time between Islam and Christianity. So these uh, these things, and if you pay c close attention in the Greek antiquity, these issues play a crucial role there and even had a huge influence on today. As well, the Greeks would um, call everyone who is non-Greek a barbarian. This has uh, some sort of uh, uh, was taken over as well is still part of our culture so everyone who is not being considered in a way civilized is being considered as barbarian and and in a way the way how other cultures treat their women is partially as well as called uh, uh, in uncivilized cultures one would find these sorts of behavior. Um, I mean, I will talk about this uh, in uh, a little bit later, but these are the first things we know about how man should be behave. You have to always be aware male gender as well as actually uh, female gender is always about how you behave. And of course, it comes with a morale, uh, morale and how to present yourself and how to, how to think of yourself because a morale is always uh, we have to think of morality always with inclusion and exclusion and morality always works with resentment this means you have to separate yourself in a way or another from all others and uh, in, in the Greek tradition this is something you could uh, uh, see throughout the literature so that Persians, for example, they they would always uh, be obedient to a despot, so on. There are a lot of places where Greeks they have a democracy. They are polis. This is rather equality, you could say. Well, 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 the East and the, and and the Orient would be some sort of considered inequality, and this has to uh, this very day had a huge in. in influence on, on how we act and behave, especially men. Then another source we have from the Roman Empire, especially in the beginning, this was a, some, some sort of, uh, you could understand this partially as history, it is being considered part of his, his story, but not how we understand his story today, but as well as partially as, uh, as some sort of a nursery rhyme which was told to Romans and how to behave yourself especially how Roman citizens would behave their self that they would be proud of their Republic this was when Roman Romanity some Romans some sort of uh, I don't want to go too deep in Roman history 
story, but this is uh, some uh, the Romans had had some sort of an archetype on how to be behave, what morals, values a Roman citizen should have. And one thing was that a Roman citizen is proud of his republic. A Roman citizen does not betray his republic, his friends, or whatever, and would even literally or figuratively figuratively put his hand into the fire that he would not surrender by any means necessary. I mean, there, there are very interesting things. These were some sort of, you could consider these are here types, types in one hand as moral guidelines, how you as a Roman has have to behave, behave, but as well as some sort of nursery rhymes, uh, which were told to children and which were then in ex extension part of Roman history because it was closely embedded in history in Roman history so people would tell uh, these each other I mean this is it all starts with the founding uh, history of Rome with Romulus and 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 Remus and how they grew up and so on this mythology was uh, partially not separated what we would do today but was really incorporated in their daily lives and this was then led to how men have to behave but as well as women another another archetype or moral behavior or moral code was then christian morality friedrich nietzsche german philosopher wrote a lot about 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 the about Christian morality. I mean, I don't want to go now into detail, but I think Friedrich Nietzsche is very important for postmodernism and thinking. And I want to dedicate maybe later one episode to him because I think he it is very important what he said up uh, about morals, about about general assumptions and so on so however christianity was developed some sort of a slave morale this was the well, christianity was some sort of a uh, 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 religion from the simple man you have to be aware of one thing uh, that in the roman empire christians were, were prosecuted uh, uh, up to when christianity Christianity became in 300 AD under Emperor Constantine national religion in the Roman Empire Christianity were, were Christians were prosecuted and they were poor they had nothing to hope for they they um, uh, hide from the public this was in partially uh, in Cappadocia today in Turkey, you you found some places where they lived in caves and so on. And, and of course, when this is your background, uh, if you are prosecuted, of course, the individuum uh, or the individual, the, the the person falls out of the uh, out out, and then the the herd uh, like Nietzsche said it, the, the group becomes the center of all attention. This is normal. This is this is what you see in the animal 
kingdom as well. If you want to survive, you don't survive on on your own, but but with a group, you you have to be always aware if you are prosecuted from a state in uh, in the Roman Empire, then your survival is of course only the group and and not the individual or, or not the single person. Uh, and this may have led to this hurt, hurt, hurt morale. What Nietzsche talks about this is this is when the uh, when the when the individual gets lost in the masses, but then this changes. This is I think this is something you can indeed see and prove. This this uh, some sort of slave morale of Christianity changes in the history, and it changes when Christianity became a national religion in the, in, in the Roman Empire. Of course, when Christians were prosecuted, then they would be some sort, not only humble, but would some uh, be more, more complacent with other religions. They would rather advocate for uh, peaceful together and and uh, and this then changes with uh, uh, with uh, when Christians come into power. This is when they start st start persecuting other religions. This is the age where you can say Christianity starts with some sort of a purity, some 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 sort of a soul to soul cleansing, uh, being religious pious and then getting rid of the of this uh, of this pagan rituals which was part in the Roman Empire which were very important in the Roman Empire and before the Christians came into power the Roman state was more or less I mean this is never uh, clean but it was more or less secularist there were many cults there were many religion and the state itself was was rather outside the outside uh, religion and the the reason why christians were actually prosecuted was that they would not accept those roman roman gods or those polytheistic gods next to their own religion the, the reason why they were prosecuted was because Christianity was actually not willing to make compromises in accepting other religions next to them. This was actually the reason uh, why they were then prosecuted and then when they took over for, of the slave morality then became some sort of a morality of purity, of, of cleansing, being decent, pious and so on. And in all these stages, I mean, I have only talked about antiquity and the rise of Christianity. In all these episodes of history, a man had always uh, be careful on how to conduct himself. Man were the preserver of family and the defender of family. And from the antiquity to the to the new ages uh, this was crucial this was cr 
crucial because of militarism and, and you could say if if you see this from this background that militarism and or and the military played a crucial part on how men behave in in, in public as well as how they conduct themselves within the within the Roman Empire as well as in ancient Greece the military was very influential in ancient Greece the military defended uh, uh, the Greeks from Persian conquest upheld per, uh, Greek civilization they had a high reputation and in the Roman Empire the military X X Tended the empire, the Roman legions uh, uh, carried the Roman eagle of the empire throughout the entire Mediterranean. And then, when the Roman Empire declined, the military could keep this empire together. This is as well as known those era in the Roman history where soldiers became emperors this was so the military was pretty much the only protection against hordes of of barbarians like goths and huns and after the fall of the roman empire again the military as well as swordsmanship like knights became very important in in europe and they were some sort of a a bastion against against uh, 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 those uh, those hordes because after the fall of the Roman Empire, Europe some sort of fall into into its dark ages. There there were constant wars, uh, and this would lead to to the uh, and of course there were religious wars, reformation and so on and uh, and and up to the peace of Westphalia, Europe or the history of Europe is a very bloody one. In in if you compare this to other parts of 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 the world, Europe is a bloody continent. In Europe, many wars were fought about religion, about whatever reason, but nevertheless, the history of man. Uh, is of human history is first of all always written by man. This is something we have to admit. But as well as it is, it is a history of war as well as a history of the military and 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 moral principles for man. How man should behave. This male gender derives their 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 principles and guidelines from the military and the military life. I mean, you could say the first principle was to live a simplistic life. Of course, as a soldier, you live very simple. You have not, uh, you do not live in in wealth or so ever. And of course, this is another very important issue. Is you are always this threat. Uh, in, in military, uh, the, the big uh, issue is this is uh, uh, the psychological effect is 
is that you that there is a constant threat of defeat or be, being some sort of uh, uh, overrun by the enemy this has led to some sort of an absolutistic thinking either i i i win or i lose this these are indeed military prowesses or, or military thinking and one another thing is being obedient to superiors because this is the only way an army works or uh, uh, that uh, that uh, their superiors or that you have to follow your superiors and as well as there is a very good example in the Roman Empire especially when those soldiers ordinary soldiers became became uh, emperors one big issue was that in in the Roman Empire there were constant civil wars and in these civil wars always emperors would be killed so a lot of emperors were actually killed by either by their own men or by a Praetorian guard and in order to protect themselves against assassination this is what the Romans then started or, uh, or the Roman emperors started they some sort of clocked themselves in 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 a way of divinity uh, that the emperor would be beyond uh, normal humans that the emperor would be special special and uh, in order to stop people assassinating them later it this was extended to, to the aristocracy because the aristocracy was nothing else uh, as the military class within the empire and and in the late roman empire the military kept kept the empire together and then the aristocracy became an institution in the Middle Ages and then into the New Ages and this institution had always some sort of a cloud of divinity and in order of course to protect themselves against internal foes as well as external foes especially against assassinations and and another another militaristic virtue as well as uh, some sort of a male gender was defending your home and country this goes back to the roman empire uh, to the beginning to greeks and and whatsoever and uh, and then in in extension taking care of your of your family being the sole provider provider of your family because you keep them safe you keep the enemy at bay you can ward off any attacks of the enemy this means you as a man uh, protect your family as well as you have to protect your family and you some sort of mirror then in in extent some uh, the, this role model as as the great protector of your family you are their great protector and then later uh, in christianity that the man preserves the religion and the tradition this has to do with the military as well because if new hordes like uh, like the goths or hans come in they have their own religion they have their own traditions and if they win then everything
thing is lost and as a man you have you are obliged to or you this is being laid on your shoulders that you have to uh, have to protect your life and so on so you could see that in the beginning and this is up to the eve of the revolutions in the 18th century this is where man uh, on male gender is very militarized it falls militaristic principles how man's how man uh, uh, should conduct themselves how they should act and this is of course to go on adventure because military life had of course adventure in it but mostly to 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 be the sole uh, sole insurance for for the survival of the family uh, and this was very important and this was the self view of of man up to the eve of the of the revolutions in the 18th century and then with those liberal revolutions things change i i said it in the past i think that the french <coughs> i think that the French Revolution was more important than the American because one thing the French Revolution did they got rid of this feudal feudal <coughs> system in France whereas in America because it was far away from Great Britain a feudal system had like in Europe a feudal system like in Europe had not developed so the French revolution was in my sense very important and of course because of its proximity to Europe however with the French Revolution some sort of a new moral archetype emerges this is through the business class or bourgeoisie and these are many factory owners and who built their uh, armies if you want not on not on uh, soldiers but rather on 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 trade and this liberal revolution then then had the businessman uh, uh, in the center and and the battlefield if you want was then the market and this new businessman was uh, then considered uh, as the new role model there's of course a very good study which i will partially use here as well this is from max weber max weber was a german philosopher and sociologist and and he wrote a very famous book and this is the protestant protestant ethics which would be which he argued would be the sole reason for 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 the rise of capitalism i mean this is i would say this is only half true there were other cultures as well which were very which were very uh, trade oriented for example islam did not had uh, some sort of a max weber nevertheless or did not had some sort of a ethics nevertheless the, the orient became very wealthy because of its geographical location where they where some sort of uh, could partake in the 
Silk Road to Asia as well as could uh, control the trade with Europeans. However, nevertheless, it makes sense to look into Max Weber as well and, and Max Weber's uh, Protestant ethics, which then became some sort of the of the ethics of the businessman business class is you could say some has some valid validity and this is as first men are laborers so you you work your ass off but it is it is not anymore to provide your family because before you could say the soldier he had nothing to left but to prevent uh, hordes uh, of barbarians coming in, pouring in and destroying his home. Now we, we have an, a new type of archetype and this says that men man are laborers, men man as well as uh, uh, do not doubt. So this is uh, again one of the issues of the Protestant ethics. So if you doubt whether you are the chosen one, then you have already lost it in a way. And, and that of course that you have to prove that you are successful, that you are successful as a, as a man, as well as that you are religious, that you are pious. This means success. You could then need to show in a way, in a way through gathering of wealth laborers being laborers does not mean just to work but being successful means then as a man to work and uh, and as a man again you you are the sole preserver of your family you are you are uh, righteous as well as just there are very famous plays of friedrich schiller uh, friedrich Schiller was a, a very f famous uh, German author, playwright, and he wrote some plays. and And in in his plays, you can really see the difference. What is some sort of the, this old old aristocratic class, and what is now the new new liberal. Uh, uh, citizenship or what's the new liberal citizen this difference and one is of course being homebound being being uh, being closely to family values being honest and and so on and and of course with the a businessman or being a businessman another factor comes comes to 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 emerge and this is your personal reputation because as a businessman if you want to do business people rather will make business first of all with their own kind this is true and as well as and then with people who have who uh, who have a good reputation who are being considered faithful who do not doubt themselves who are poor pure in their intentions and this reputation then with the uh, uh, in, in, this, in this age with this new new um, with this emergence of the new business class then became ex 
extend it to his entire family as well so that the immense reputation as a businessman as being successful could be hampered by his wife or his family his family members and then again the man became some sort of a uh, the sole guardian of his own family's uh, reputation of his family's perception in the public so so this uh, yeah, and of course any negative effect then would reflect badly on him and he could then lose out in this in the in this struggle for 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 presenting yourself as being laborious being successful showing showing your success because this is what it means you know, or you could at least interpret max weber in that sense that that being successful you have to show in a way or another that you are faithful that you are laborious and how can you do it then in ex exposing your wealth in gathering your wealth and uh, and this came with the change but despite of the rise of the bourgeoisie this liberal citizen character merely Terrorism in Europe was not dead at that moment. Militarism, of course, in Europe developed a little bit different than in America. Some Europeans, me in, in, included, do not uh, always understand this uh, American uh, uh, fixation with the military. It made partially sense after i heard or read about some things um, so there is of course things you don't know and and uh, however that uh, that uh, militarism or the or, or the veterans day was actually in a, uh, brought forward or was initiated by black black uh, soldiers uh, it was rather to commemorate them this is a different development than in Europe because in Europe the military class first of all was always aristocratic later on it opened but then after the first and second world war the military in Europe they fell in disgrace and this was especially after the second world war where where reports uh, became available for everyone what the what the German Wehrmacht or any other uh, collaborators did in, in the East I mean did these mass executions and all other atrocities this is one of the reasons because today why today so some far-right groups in Austria as well as in Germany deny the existence of gas chambers of in order to save and preserve the honor of the military however uh, because uh, of these atrocities the German military lost its its reputation and the French were humiliated in a way uh, as well as other European countries and the military then had some sort of lost its purpose and this was you could say then 
the real end of of this military archer type uh, that uh, uh, which died in the trenches and mass graves of Europe. But the Second World War was, uh, and then later the Vietnam War, especially in the US, was very important because then again you could say a new social or uh, archer, a new moral archer type of man emerges. This is especially in the in the Vietnam War or, um, or during the Vietnam War. Those who have seen some some pictures of this war. This is when veterans and soldiers openly question the war uh, uh, and even throw their medals away, throw it into to the White House. So those military honors, they do not count anymore. You do not can virtue anymore. The, the military archer type has no virtue anymore. This is the rise of flower power this is when when men begin in a way uh, start thinking uh, thinking above being pacifists that war and violence would be useless and especially with the rise of the sexual revolution this was in the in the 60s up to the 70s with this flower power and this movement the freedom of of sexualization, men do not oppress their women anymore. This is some sort of a new archer type of the new pacified man who thinks about the world and its self. And this then becomes very crucial for millennials because in millennials, then uh, with this development of feminism over sexualism, sexuality, this millennial masculinity then change uh, has a way more different uh, approach and we will look into it the next time this was this was adam kirbas from ordu turkey i hope you all getting through the pandemic well and take care of yourself bye there are more ways to celebrate than ever before at the Jeep Celebration Event. Hurry in for great deals today on the only brand that lets you go anywhere and do anything. And right now, get $1,500 total cash allowance on the purchase of a 2022 Jeep Compass Latitude 4x4. Don't miss this great offer. Go to Jeep.com to find your local dealer. Hurry in to the Jeep Celebration Event today. Residency restrictions apply. Must take retail delivery by 5 Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.